What time is it? It's time for Work at Spursy. This week is Percy, Mike, Stephen, Dave. Boys, good to see you, Mike. How's it going? I, we know you have a little story to tell, so we would love for you to tell. Yeah, your, Mike. Uh, there's something different about you. I just can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. Can't put my digits quite quite there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, how are you, Phalange tonight? <laughs> I'm phalanging. I'm phalanging. Uh, <laughs> I'm phalanging quite well. That's, that's a that's a verb. It, it feels like you say that, and it feels bad, right? It feels like you shouldn't be saying that word. It's, it shouldn't be a verb. I don't know. I've been saying it for twenty something years. So flanging. Um. Anywho. Um. Yeah. For those who don't know, uh, in work at Spursy Land, uh, I was a. Uh, we have a vase that's like a fish bowl that we use as a fish bowl. Um, vase is it? Yeah. My mother in law. My mother in law about a year ago bought the kids. Um, beta fish you know the the whatever they call them the siamese fighting fish or whatever what the fuck they used to call them um and obviously they can't be in the same tank together so we don't have a tank we have two vases that double as fish bowls so of course um as children don't uh they don't take care of the fish other than to feed them so it's left up to myself and Amy to usually me to clean the fishbowl. So I was sick and tired of seeing this. And I said on Saturday, I was like, you know what? Got a little time before Lucas's uh, before Lucas's training starts. I'm going to go ahead and clean the fishbowl. So I cleaned out uh, Lily's fishbowl and then I got to Lucas's fishbowl and I got it almost all the way down. I was rinsing it off and I pulled it out and the, I was holding it. That's, that's by the top and the bottom, and I and it dropped out of my hand because it was wet and slippery. So, as so many I was, what she says in that entire description. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So many. Just gonna take a sip of my beer. It's here. not gonna end. Here. So what happens here is that it drops out of my hand, and I went to catch it, and of course it smashes in the in the sink because the sink is made of stone, and. As it smashed, my hand went right down onto it and it sliced three quarters of my finger all the way down to the bone. So my finger is kind of my finger is kind of hanging off, but I screamed like a fucking lunatic. And my wife is like, what is wrong with you? And I and I screamed right at her. I was like, I've lost my finger. I've lost my finger. And she goes, and you know, as usual, she just she's just like, oh, my God, let me see. So she comes out into the kitchen. She's like, oh, okay, get your shoes on. <laughs> As I'm running around, blood just spurting out of my hand. I mean, there was blood everywhere. Like a so, like a Monty Python movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just a flesh wound. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, went to the hospital. Um, I have no feeling in my finger. I got my finger stitched up uh today. I used all my contacts uh 
Sorry for those of you who uh, don't have contacts in the hospital, but I did call in some favors from the orthopedic surgeons that I work with. Um, and I got, um, I got in on Wednesday for a consult and I'll probably be having surgery next week. Oh, really? So what yeah. was the surgery? What was, what will the purpose of that be? Uh, reattach nerve endings and ablate, uh, to basically burn off the end of one of the nerves that's causing me a lot of pain right now. Exciting. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So like this doctor does a, he's just, he's a sh- shoulder joint guy and he does uh and he's a hand specialist. So he does like microsurgery on hands. You have, you have tiny hands. <laughs> I have tiny nerves in my tiny hands. <laughs> I've got Trump. like, both have I, tiny I have giant palms and little tiny fingers. <laughs> Sausage nice. fingers. Well, um, Mike, yeah, I'm glad you that, have, man, I'm glad all 10 digits are still attached to you. I can, I can still bend and uh, yeah. I, I barely miss the uh, tendon. You could see it through the, <laughs> through the wound. It was gross. Um, now, does but, that does that gross you out as a medical person, or are you fascinated by that? Like, is it different when it's you? No. I mean, so I freaked fa- out. I freaked the it. fuck out. Yeah. But like now, like I can look at the pictures and I'm like, oh wow, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But other than that, it was a it was a really great weekend. Got to spend some time with. Uh, I did miss uh, Lucas's first match of the day. He does a five v five, um, and he does seven v seven. Uh, in another league with another club, uh, with another club, another group of kids. Um, so f- I missed the five v five because I was uh, had to go back to the hospital because I had pulled one of the stitches out. Um, so I missed that. He scored four goals and a beautiful penalty taken. Um, and then the seven v seven that night, they uh, just destroyed. He had he had a couple of assists and um, and that team's super fun to watch. Both teams are really super fun to watch. And I, and I, it's like my favorite thing to do is watch my kid play. Very nice. Very nice. Big Steve. How about you, man? What, uh, what's going on with you and what kind of disgusting injuries have you suffered in, in the uh, no disgusting Probably. injuries on my end, uh, knock on wood, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, not much going on. It was, uh, technically a holiday weekend, but only for some people. And mm-hmm. that just, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but whatever. We, you know, Kid and I, we went to, uh, you know, the little aquarium there, Echo. Um, and, you know, he had a blast. He was loving all the science stuff that they have there, you know, just checking out every little hands-on activity he could, you know, get his hands on. And it's funny, we haven't been there in about a year. So to see him, like, actually understand how some of these things are working instead of just, ooh, air blow ball up. Um, you know, he was moving the nozzle around to like, see what would happen. It was a lot more interesting to me as a parent to just watch him, you know, try and figure things out and see if he could, you know, make it work the way that some of the other kids were doing. Um, so that was, that was a good time. I even met up with a friend of the pod, Nikki Winks there and his little one. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, you know, so it's been a pretty, pretty long day um my boss started emailing me and it's like you know look i'm not i'm not answering this for another 12 hours like sorry <laughs> you're you're gonna have to wait until uh working working hours before i even bother with this um, so so um what do you get from uh nikki winks and his family uh for uh, arranging the marriage do you do, uh, do you get at least like a, a, a you know three head of cattle Right. No, yeah. Is there a dowry sure and some land rights? At least it's Vermont too. So I'm pretty sure I'm owed a cow. Like that's minimum, minimum. Right. 
Right. Um, I'm just wondering. But, I, I need like some backstrap or some uh, beef tenderloin would be nice from that. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get you the hookup. Friends, That'll be friends, uh, friends of the pod. You know. Ooh, maybe uh, I'll talk him into a pig for uh, the Wicked Spursy barbecue. We can there. just do a whole roast pig or something on uh, yeah, on we'll, Mickey Wink's dime. Yeah, we'll have to do that uh, when when they become of marriage age, which is what fourteen. 17 what state are we in if this were medieval times right steve thinking of uh the aquarium and learning something i my wife and i watched the other day been meaning to watch it for quite a while never got around to it on netflix my octopus teacher have, have it, either of you guys ever seen my octopus teacher oh can't say i have worth a watch Beautiful. I've, I've been beautiful told footage. Is worth a watch, but like uh I've been told that too, but boy, that one looks like something I, I don't know if I can get into it, man. Yeah. But my octopus teacher is very, very cool. It's uh underwater film stuff. This guy basically just returns to the same spot um in the ocean daily for like a year and befriends oh, wow. an, befriends an octopus. Uh, as strange as that sounds, it's 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 cool, worth a watch. Huh. Nice, nice background at least. So mm. Give that a little look. All right, excellent, all right. excellent. We'll do. And Netflix. We are accepting sponsorships uh, in the TV and in media category. So if you want to, and given their record with green lighting just about everything, the uh, you know official Wicked Spursy sitcom that could be a thing. You know, wouldn't that be saying. cool? We could have like a behind the scenes show. I, I think people would be interested in that. <laughs> One totally... of those like uh, debriefs where somebody watches or listens to all of Wicked Spursy, and then they spend the next hour discussing what we've discussed. Right. Oh, that I would mean, be think, cool. Think about the episode where Angry cool. Mike, Angry Mike is is like frustratedly cleaning his kids' fish bowls and severs his finger off and goes to the hospital multiple times. That, that's that's good television, man. It's but, like an all or nothing, yeah. It, yeah, it would people be would, people would dig that, no question. All or nothing wicked spursy. It's perfect. <laughs> the 2024 <laughs> season. Half of it would be me me uh now angrily like trying to edit. <laughs> and then there there could be like the Mike picking his beer. Uh, segment each week you know what i mean yeah. like just all the thought that goes into bringing something to the table me me turning anyway. left off the exit instead of right to go to the store <laughs> <laughs> on monday nights <laughs> very nice fuck <laughs> i gotta get a right, beer boys. you want to talk uh talk a little bit about the football there was some football there was, there was wasn't there I, i'd love to hear your thoughts uh I, I got some thoughts i i did i did my watch this afternoon um and i'll admit i was not I was not sure what to expect because I heard like positive perspective and I heard <clears> negative <throat> perspective about it. So I got a perspective too, but I I'm curious about yours first. Uh, Steve, what do you think, man? What, what jumped out at you? What'd you see? Um, I think in this case, I just have to echo um, a lot of what big Ange was saying in the post-match. And it's just, it's just that the team showed immense character, um, which is not something that we've seen in these last few seasons. And I got to tell you, it's really refreshing to watch a team with actual honest to God character instead of, you know, players that just sort of retreat when things are going against them and they get small and they get timid. Um, you know, we have guys who are are here, they're eager to play, they're eager to do well. Uh, and when their back's against the wall, you know, they push forward and they assert dominance and yeah, it doesn't always work out, but uh, it, it does make things a lot more enjoyable to watch. And it does give me a lot more belief in the team as a whole. So, um, you know, when we went down a goal after like two and a half minutes, um, first off, it was, you know, relative, it was a good finish, you know, no doubt about that, but it was relatively lucky to get into that position. I've got um, real quiet. 
but even even then, after two and a half minutes, I think what everybody uh, everybody at the bar was like, "Oh, they score too early, big mistake." Right. Um, it's usually us that does that, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, the, but the the confidence there, you know, from all the supporters uh, that I watched the game with, um, it was still high. Like, oh yeah, you know, no problem. We can we can do something with this, which is weird considering, uh, you know, if you well, frankly, going into the game, seeing Skip and Hoybeard together in midfield didn't really give me a lot of confidence and it didn't look like it was going to work for a little bit, but you know, credit words do a lot of the guys, they put in a shift, um, you know, or they're not the optimal players in those positions, but they didn't cower away. They didn't diminish their roles. They didn't go invisible. They kept trying and, and doing what's expected of them. And, you know, coming away with a draw is not the end of the world. Um, you know, yeah. United kind of, sucked for a lot of that match and frankly we should have come away with three points but i don't think i can be disappointed with uh you know going to an away match at, at old trafford and and just nicking a point there um but there were a lot of positives for me there's a lot of i don't know for lack of a better word just caveats to the performance right like we saw that there was an illness that was plaguing a lot of them you know mm -hmm. destiny and skip were feeling unwell and still pushing forward <laughs> Decky had to miss out through illness, even though Ange had said that he desperately wanted to play and was training on Saturday, but just got worse at the, as the day went on. Uh, but every time I hear Ange or, or any of the guys talking about the players, it's always, you know, Benton Kerr showing up. I see the team's in trouble. I need to work. I need to be in there. I need to help out. I need to do this. Um, you know, Romero, I got to push forward. I got to get there. I got to help my team. I'm not a captain. I got to... You know, it's just it's incredible character across the board. And, uh, you know, the one player that I desperately want to talk about um, is Timo Werner, mm -hmm. uh, because he was a very I, I don't know. He was he was not somebody that everybody was pleased to have. You know, there was a lot of discussion. Oh, well, he do. What did he even do at Chelsea? Oh, he hasn't played at Leipzig. He's not really doing much. Right. And so there were question marks over how he would perform. And, you know, when I heard uh, about the transfer and that Ange had wanted him and they spoke and, and all that, you know, I was kind of okay with it, right? If Ange wants him, let's put him in there. And to hear that, you know, this is a guy who like two sessions with the team is like, I, I want to be there. I want to do this. Like, put me in. I'll help out any way I can. Um, again, it, it just shows some tre uh, tremendous character from him as well. And he kind of backed it up a bit. Like, yeah, his his shooting was all over the place. I think he had five shots and none of them were on target. But the movements that he was making off the ball, the positions he was getting himself into, uh, some of the direction that he was trying to give to the players as to where to, you know, he was pointing where he wanted the ball and, and what to do. Like, it's showing a guy who is he's building his confidence back up and he has belief in himself and I do believe that with the style of, of football that Ange plays, that he is going to be a, a thoroughly great player in this system. Uh, and I mean, the biggest evidence that I can point to is his assist for Bentenker's goal. Um, you know, it didn't, it wasn't a, a super sexy assist, like uh, that skip pass out to Werner, um, which was super, just super sexy assist. I like unreal, that. unreal. 
Uh, but, you know, he kept the ball. He he moved it around. He got the space. He saw the run. He saw Benton Kerr calling and pointing where he needed it and just gave it to him. And in the post-match, you know, interview he gave with uh, Evening Standard or something, I don't know, he basically said, like, you know, everybody was critiquing me for my goals and my lack of, of scoring. Because he uh, can't fucking shoot. Yeah, but, but... His thing said, you know, in this system, you I mean, know, it's right. I'm, it's it's rightfully so. Like, he's I, never. I he's, get it. He's he hasn't been able to shoot since he stepped but, foot in England, and it's not going to change. But I agree with you. He had it. He did have an impact on the game. Yeah, but for the the comment that he made was more so like he's not <clears> the <throat> focal point of goal scoring, right? Like right now, Richarlison's the main guy. So he is under the belief that he can provide much more with his assists until he can, you know, find some scoring for him. And, and that to me is great mentality from him, right? If I can't, if my shooting sucks, if I'm not, you know, in my groove and I can't get that ball on target, at least I can set somebody else up. I can do the work for the team and, and, you know, provide something to compensate for what I'm lacking right now. And, and, you know, I just loved hearing that from him. I loved the effort that he put in there. And yeah, he was a little bit rusty. You know, he hasn't played, I think, since November 1st or something. Um, but, you know, I'm really excited to have him on board. He he does seem like he'd be a really solid fit for Edge's system. And I'm curious to see how that plays out over the rest of the season for sure. I don't think Mike's convinced. Mike, what do you think? Um, I, You know, I he, obviously he's going to be rusty. Um, I, he's fast as fuck, dude. His first touch is really nice. Um, I really did think he got into some good, really good positions. He was able to, you know, uh, he was able to bomb down the, the left side, um, received that beautiful pass from Skippy. Um, and sexy, and we, sexy pass. Beautiful, super, super sexy, sexy, se super sexy, stupid, sexy Skippy. Um, anywho, yeah, he's not. There's but. your episode title. <laughs> You've been thinking about that all day. So here's the deal. Here's the thing about here's the thing about what Steve is uh, Steve's name today. Every every time Timo touched the ball, Steve said Verna, Verna. <laughs> Even it's if he was saying say. it to himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, so say. here's the thing with 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 Timo that like, sure he cannot shoot. He just can't. I mean. It's it shoots better than you do. Fucking a, uh, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz, same situation, right? Like we we bring these guys in, uh, and they they just cannot get it done from Germany, and they just cannot cannot finish. What what he provides though is he provides, uh, and I you saw it a little bit. He provides a little bit of space in the middle. Any team that's like and Manchester United was doing it for most of the game. They're backed up into their own box for most of the game. And, and a guy like that with speed is going to provide a little bit of space and he's going to, and he's going to take up a defender, maybe sometimes two. And which is, which is why he was able to actually to, to get that ball into Bentinker. And that wasn't necessarily a super silky or sexy pass, but it was, a, it was, it was a pass that did a job uh, that 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 we needed to be done at that time. I think uh, Timo's going to be fine. He's going to provide assists 
And maybe once he, you know, I, maybe he's in just in a bad mental space. And maybe once he gets over that, he'll end up starting to finish. He's been, like Steve said, he's been with the squad for what, two sessions, two training sessions. And he gets what, 78 minutes, 80 minutes. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. He had, yeah, he had to call the Ange to get him off the fucking field, but because he Cause, knew when he was all gassed. Had was, was Brian Hill to put in, right? Yeah, well, we could talk about that bench if you want, but <laughs> holy fuck, um, Mike! Mike, I'm curious. You, I'm just flashing back. I feel like when the when the Werner news, Werner. Like, when it first popped, I, I think if I'm wrong, correct me. I think your reaction was like, "What are we doing?" You know, it's something like that. Because Our, he can't fucking finish. Yeah. So, like, do you, do you <clears throat> see that differently? Like, do you see value to him? Or... No, I think I said it last last week. I, I, there is value in him, um, basically, because all we're doing is paying his salary for the yeah, for six low months. Risk. Right. Low risk, absolutely low risk, low risk. Yep. and it's high reward. We need somebody who can provide cover for Sonny when he's gone and when he's injured or tired um and he's kind of a similar player to sunny uh without the finishing right like mm-hmm. um he does have speed he's not necessarily gonna be a a one-on-one guy you know he's not gonna he's not gonna beat anybody off the dribble and i wish he would um and the same goes for the guy on the right side who played on the right side too like brennan johnson another guy he's got a lot of speed um i don't think he's got a whole shitload of confidence right now um another guy that i wish would just take somebody on because he's got speed he's got moves he's got skill you saw that like crazy fucking rainbow that he that he almost fucking pulled off right Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah i mean there was that was like a a prime deli you know kind of like kind of move you know in traffic so he's probably got that in his locker he's just lacking the confidence to take somebody on um, we'll get there. that's cool with brennan because he's really really young but with timo um maybe Ange is going to unlock something like that you know in him you never know um i i'm i'm not terribly against him being a squad player even moving forward if the if the the bill's going to be what 15 million 17 million depending on what currency you're using <laughs> um but I really want to talk about the the real the real hero in this game. Which and, one? Uh that that's Richarlison. He had a good uh, game. Holy shit, probably his best game in a Spurs uniform. Um this guy was popping up all over the place. He was popping up in defensive positions, he was popping up in the fucking midfield. Uh he was he was intercepting balls. I mean, he was he actually put in a couple of really nice tackles. Um he provided cover when um was that him? No, no, that was Benton Kerr who provided cover when uh Van Deven had his one real kind of boner. But um you know, I mean Richie was just absolutely everywhere. Um and it wasn't just a situation where, you know, I, I said it in the past, he's a tryhard. He was actually out there giving everything uh, and and doing a job because he knew that he had to provide a lot of cover for that midfield, which, let's face it, was le- a less than desirable midfield, right? <laughs> less Skip than desirable. Beer the, on, the, on the same pitch. Um, yeah. Well, it, it was the, yeah, it was the Skip and Hoybeer uh, quote unquote pivot. 
Um, Did you guys notice Skip, especially in the early minutes of the game, like running like a madman, um, pressing high, like just just almost out of position with just how aggressive he was. Yeah, he was a bit frantic. He was right. He he was was terribly directed to do that. Like, why? Why was he being like that? And then I said, the I same think thing he was about- terribly frantic, and I, and I think it was to his detriment in the first half. I think his second half, he he really kind of grew into the game, and he turned it around a little bit. And I think he was actually decent enough in the second half. Uh, again, Pedro Porro was yes, fucking outstanding. He uh, he did uh, get beat a couple of times. I feel like I I, I feel like he hasn't necessarily been figured out, but. I think if somebody can beat can beat him, uh, you know, beat him to the end line, uh, then you know he kind of lacks that composure to to stay with the man. Um, but there's not many guys in the league that will be able to do that because of his speed, because of his ability to just turn the jets on. Um, you know, deliveries and there's seven. one and there's one guy there's one guy that w- was able to beat him and it's Rashford and like we all know the quality that Rashford brings you know and and I cannot believe that man man you almost lost complete faith in Rashford because this guy this guy was the only thing holding that team together yesterday and you saw that when he went off you know I mean that that dude is total quality and he's a, he's a classy classy human being and it's too bad that he has to play for that Shit, you know, with, I, with a shit manager. And credit credit where it's due. Ganacho actually was one of the first people to indicate that Van de Ven had an uh, an issue and was yeah. signaling to try to get things off. And he helped so him as out. much he as he him, looks, helped him stretch his cramp and everything, right? Yeah. So I, you know, credit where it's due. He's he's one that uh, I was honestly a little bit shocked. I, I I guess I haven't seen a lot of him play, but uh, it's it's always nice when you've got a. a you know, opposition player who recognizes, hey, there's a problem. Like, let's do something about it. Unlike uh, Fernandez, who waited until we were on a counterattack before he's like, oh, but your player is injured. It's like you didn't care when you still have the chance to, you know, make something of it. But I was just surprised Garnacho was able to crawl out of Destiny's pocket um, (laughs) to be be able to go help out. (laughs) He got... He got served, man. He um, destiny. Destiny was all over that guy. Yeah, and destiny again. Again, he wasn't feeling well. Skippy wasn't feeling well. Destiny had a had a couple of rough patches, you know. Um, the but let's talk about Richie's goal because there's two things going on there. I mean, it was a finish that the previous center forward, um, that we saw that from the previous center forward, right? Like that type yeah, of man. That type of yeah. That type of HK ten. Eric Dyer's teammate. Eric Dyer's teammate. <laughs> Eric Dyer's teammate. <laughs> yes. Uh, that it was that type of a finish. It was that much quality, and um, I just really want to thank uh, whoever the center back was. That was, I'm I'm not positive. I think it was Veron who was holding Dest or holding uh, Mickey Vandeven down onto the ground, because if Mickey had jumped up at the same time, he would have gotten more height. He would have gotten more height, and maybe yep. that ball doesn't go in because Richie yeah. R- Richie knew how to direct that ball. Um, being a, a pure striker the way he is, and um, the the other piece of that that goal was was uh, the stuff that Ange gave full credit to Ryan Mason on. Yes, 
and that was the that was the setup on these uh on these offensive set uh set pieces that that and these plays that excuse me that uh Ryan Mason is coming up with um and yeah I didn't know that he was doing the and uh, similarly I didn't know that uh Yednak was doing the defensive set pieces right so that I mean that's where we were kind of lacking last season like and even the season before it was defensive set pieces and, and and I think we're doing much much better this year um we haven't scored a ton on set pieces this year but I think it's it's starting to come together and you know every single bit of every single bit of Richie like Richie's mentality uh, and that kind of stuff is 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 showing now because you know he's finally fully fit. He's finally um, in a right me- in the right mental space, and he's been very vocal about his his um, you know seeking help for that. So he's in a good mental space right now. He's got seven Premier League goals, which is more than any other Arsenal player. Yes, it is. Um, it's, <laughs> yes, it's it's more than those two fucking knuckleheads combined that were uh, that were calling them out on their podcast. Um, yep, we we're not even gonna mention them um, again. But like, so I was telling, I, I had mentioned uh, maybe in our chat that um, our three uh, primary center forward center uh, or forwards this year together have twenty four goals. Yep. And the th- and the five primary men who have played up front for Arsenal this year um, have less than Son and Richie combined. I think that tells you something. I think that that it's not just a it's not I'm not just saying that as a one up. I'm saying that because um, it, it's it's not really. Th- Tottenham hasn't been thought upon as that as that team that's going to just destroy you, you know, offensively uh, in the past. And everybody talks about Martinelli. Everybody talks about Saka and the the, the relentless Arsenal attack. And um, I think now the tides are starting to turn, and people are seeing what's happening. Uh, people are finally like even Gary Neville is coming out and saying the Spurs team has a chance to compete. Mm-hmm. you know it's, now, it's almost comical when you start to hear those guys say things now there's it. one more player and I, I, i'm sure that there's a question that we have to ask a very important one but there's one more player that i want to highlight for all the wrong reasons and that's onana who onana, uh, what's managed name? to get his international duty delayed specifically so he can play in this game and, and then he, then he got he got stuck right yeah <laughs> Got stuck in the like, great you you did fuck all like yep. <laughs> i mean like here's a I, I feel like this dude is just so full of himself he he reads into his own hype sees that every all oh, best goalkeeper in the league but no he's not by any stretch of the imagination like spurs bias aside he is not the best in the league i refuse to accept that i don't care if his statistics you know paint this this rosy picture for me, I would take, you know, Allison over him, obviously Vicario over him, you know, Ederson <laughs> when he's fit, Bert Leno, I would take over him. Like, Leno, just, wow. Yeah, I mean, but the, I just don't rate Onana highly at all. And I think to, uh, you know, some of the shit that he does, like delaying this international duty because he thinks that uh, this is, uh, 
you know, the win that United are going to need. You didn't fucking do anything, dude. Like, you almost got beat by a bullet of a header from Romero at point blank. Like, come on. <laughs> You're not coming up to claim anything. You look like you've got cement in your shoes. You're just not as good as you think you are. Did you see oh, the man. fear in his eyes when Benteker shot that ball? Yes. <laughs> he just threw his arm up and was like, shit. <laughs> uh hey i think it's but time yes, thank uh, you thank you for missing out on international and ensuring that we came away with at least a point bingo i think it's time steve that we ask a really important question what do you what do you say uh yeah and dave i do believe it's your turn to ask the question oh, this week oh boy mike i we have turns I've been, I've been wondering you know we try this, to keep things this, fair as this here. first month of the year goes goes along and you are uh under a, a lifestyle uh i don't know what we call it jaunt if you will uh wonder what you're up to. So specifically, I want to know, hey, Mike, what are you drinking? Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Um, we all know I am still in the dry January, and I am Captain's Log. Ooh, 115.24. Um, 15 days into it, almost 40, halfway. 49% through. Way to go. 49, oh, almost yeah. halfway through. Um, and I've made it longer than I ever have in dry January. <laughs> Uh, I've tried good. a number of times, um, but today I decided <laughs> gotta, to go. Got to say, the severed finger would have would have knocked me off the wagon personally. You know, I would have said, "Screw it, next year yeah. I'm going to get him." Uh, you know what I I told Amy? Uh, we're in the emergency room. I looked right at her. I said, "Boy, I picked the wrong month to quit drinking." Darn right. What was the line? Uh, I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Yeah, <laughs> from airplanes. <laughs> Looks like I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. Um, so what I've got today, I decided um to go a little macro. Not a lot macro. Oh duels. A little, a little oh, macro. Oh man. No, not old duels, but that would have been cool. Uh, caliber? I, there wasn't any caliber. There was no caliber. There's no cloth taller. But no I do have this uh and I didn't look but, into but it. NA? Stella Artois. Liberté. Really? I didn't even know that there was such a thing. Yeah. Stella Liberté. Well, I'm curious here. I'm curious how this zero percent alcohol. Uh it's got a shitload of protein in it. Wow. <laughs> only 50, 59 there. calories. So uh since I have that Stella, I have my Stella glass. Now look at you. Very fancy. Ooh. Stella, we've got a uh, sponsorship open. Just saying. Stella. Um Hey Stella. <laughs> All right. Hey, Steve, while Mike's, uh, you know, doing the crack in the pool. Ooh, it uh, smells like a Stella. This is going to be fun. I got my weekly joke for you, Steve. Are you ready for it? Excellent. Oh, yes. God, I have Bring a joke. It. I have a joke. Can I tell a joke later? You have one? All right. Yeah, absolutely. So here you go. I am Steve, a joke. Is Steve, this is specifically enough? for you. We're staying on the theme. You talked about the Echo Aquarium. I told you the octopus uh, yeah. reference earlier. This okay. is an octopus joke. Okay. You ready? Yeah. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus Laugh. I don't know, Dave. How many tickles does it take to well, make an Steve, octopus laugh? It's a really simple answer. The number of tickles it make takes to make an octopus laugh is ten tickles. <laughs> you can use that with uh, the little fellow, man. I think he might actually enjoy that one. I believe he will, especially yep. when I go in for the tickles myself and make there, him laugh. There you have it. He yep. will laugh one way or another. 
that was the dad dad joke of the uh the week you guys are welcome mike you want to do yours now or you want to save it for later i'll do it now i'll do it now all right let's hear it oh um <laughs> no i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait but, all right then let's hear about your beer or, or let us see it yeah what, what uh, are we so this, here? yeah it looks like a smell uh, a stella it smells yeah. just like a stella let's just hope it tastes like a stella uh we could be in for a, quite the treat here and uh it, again, it does have a lot of carbs as it being a NA beer, but man, I'm this is exciting. Here he goes, folks. He is drinking, he's drinking, he's drinking, he's savoring, he's thinking. There's my play by play. He's drinking, he's brought to you by Stella. He's savoring, he's thinking. What do you think? Yeah. I like it. You like oh. it? Oh, like it. all right. It's got it's so. So it's at least a one. <laughs> um, it's a, I think it's at least a three, Steve. Uh, if if I oh, like no, it, yes. Um, so, uh, it looks, it smells, it's bubbly. It doesn't, it doesn't have any other, uh, characteristics that a, a regular Stella with alcohol doesn't have. Um, you know, it, it's it's pretty close to the taste it you know stella sometimes has that little skunky taste the kind of skunky um that's usually because of the the, the green bottles but right right the, the way the light reacts with it but um it does have a little bit sweeter maltier taste to it so it's a little bit heavier but not not terribly not terribly so i really kind of like it um Stella is one of those beers where you like, you see somebody with like the Stella glass at the bar. You're like, hmm, you know what? I'll have a Stella too, because it's like the, the gold rim on the glass, you know, and it's got the the marketing I'll have across the front. A Sam Jackson. You know what? I will too. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> It'll get you drunk. Good, good. We're all on the same page. All right. <laughs> Um, I really like it. I'm probably gonna have another. Wow, maybe hey, maybe, nice. maybe with the second football game tonight. Look at Mike; he's happy. I think I, you know, if you're just listening, you can't see this, but Mike is happy drinking an any beer. I'm, I'm really. And you know what's even you know what's even better about all this is that I'm on no prescription medication for the pain. Nothing. Perfect. No, not even any uh, now legal um, medication. For the pain. And yeah, the I'm real clear best headed. Part. I'm clear headed. I, I just I feel great about this. The I really like this beer. Um, you know what they're saying? Dallas man. lost. Yeah, true. Clear yeah, eyes, full yeah. hearts can't lose, right, buddy? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Friday Dallas. Lights. Um <laughs> how about a uh radium, my man? What do you got for us? Let's give this 3.7. So it's so it's so dialed in, Steve, right? Yeah. Steve three six, me three eight, Mike. Way to way to thread the needle with the uh with the odd <laughs> number tonight. You did it. That's super interesting. Yeah, it one hundred percent is. But hey, that's good, man. That's pretty good for an NA beer. Uh you're 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 approaching like I really like this range, you know? That's no, uh, dude, I if you know what, if that were an, a beer with alcohol. I would drink that. I would drink that all day, man. Now, would you? Would you, okay? So, I mean, I know you're not drinking it right now. But would you give a, a normal Stella 
a 3.7 or would it be lower because it's Stella? No, I really like Stella. Like if I had, you know, you have those kind of like the Heinekens, the Stellas, like. The, th- the beers that used to be fancy when you're younger and now you're just like, yeah, because yeah, they're like five dollars a six pack. There's there's a fun nostalgia <laughs> to them and they're fancy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like Rolling Rock. Remember that one? Oh, oh. dude. Oh, what are you talking about? Rolling Rock is fucking great. Dude. Disgusting. It was young, fancy beer is what Rolling Rock was. It, it was, yeah. Um, well, these days it sucks ass, so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I really like this beer. Um, I'm going to have another. All right. So, um, How about a song? Got a song? Yeah, let's do, um, since I want to have another later, I'm going to do ABBA. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Ooh. Oh, all right. How about that? Well done. AKA the Decky song. Nice. Indeed. Very nice. Mike, you want to go to your joke yet? Or are you still holding that for later? I'm going to hold it for later. All right. Let's move mm-hmm. on then, boys. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. How do how do we how do we feel as we, we look ahead? Steve, let's go to you. What's <clears> uh <throat> what's your assessment of the the road ahead? All right. So first things first, I just have to say the way that this match week is set up bothers the hell out of me. Mm, why is that? Because it technically takes place across two weekends. Like technically speaking, we are halfway through the match week. There's still a bunch of teams that need to play. I It blows, but we've got FA Cup is, I mm. guess, the reason, right? So what a pain. FA Cup coming up, Manchester City, at least we're at home where they tend to have difficulties. Um, and it's at the end of January where we potentially have a much more integrated uh, set of new players. We potentially have Madison back to do what he does best. Um, our midfield is still going to be a little bit uh, curious, I guess, since it's going to be one of Skipper Hoiberg that slots in uh, next to Benson Kerr, I'm sure. Although I would not mind having like a Benton Kerr, Madison, Decky trio in there to just go fucking absolutely nuts. Uh, but there's just no real like defensive spine there, so... I'm sure we'll get uh, you know more of a, a typical holding style player in there in some capacity, but no, just having Madison back could be huge if he is fit and available. Um, Richarlison's in fine form. I, I, I like what he's doing. I like the options that we tend to have. Uh, you know, Werner Johnson. We could potentially play a Decky out wide. We could potentially play. Well, let's be real. We're not going to play Hill because he is, if anything, just a sub player. He's probably on um, his way out the door too. Yeah, he's got to be. You, he's got to be. Think it would be. Do you think it would be more intelligent? <clears throat> excuse me. When Decky comes back, um, to to kind of give Johnson a l- little bit of a rest. I, 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 I just, think so. Yeah. So especially like, if Madison's kind of the, back. Yeah, the kind of the sunny approach from. I'm more. I'm more. Back. I'm more eager to see Decky. Yeah, even if especially if Madison's back, um, moving out to the right, um, and possibly giving the sub role to to uh Brennan when he comes in like somebody with that pace just running at tired legs like I like Decky Sun Werner and uh Madison on the pitch at the same time that, like that. that that would be I think that would be fucking great but um you also have to keep 
you know, keep Richie in there. Now, Richie but, has to be in there because. But does he? Yeah, I mean, he it, does. He's, he's been doing playing, well. Dude, he he's got six goals well. in six games, man. Now, the but, scary but thing. But Son would have had those goals. That's true. Nah, I don't know. Uh, he wouldn't have scored the header. That's for sure. He no, definitely wouldn't header. have scored the header. And I, I honestly, I honestly am, am not sure Sonny was in the the right playing. He's form getting his at the ass time. kicked in uh, in Asia right now. I don't know if you saw some of the tackles he was on the receiving end of. Yeah, no, I mean, I seen it. they teams know that like they, they kick at his fucking ankles all game that he he's going to get off of his game and and I think that he you know. He was a little bit injured when he left, and he hadn't been playing his best his best ball when he left. Uh, granted, he does have twelve goals, but It'd be better. I, you know, I, I I think that I I think that Richie is in a spot right now where you can't not play him. Absolutely. Now the downside is that uh, City have De Bruyne back, which that makes them much much more dangerous. Right. Um. I mean, look at what he did when he came on uh, versus Newcastle. He just turned that around. Um, granted, Newcastle also kind of shit the bed a little bit. But, hey, having somebody like De Bruyne orchestrating for midfield is going to make things much more challenging, especially if we don't have our ideal midfield options available. Like, if we roll out the same Benton, Kerr, Skip, Hoiberg midfields to go up against Rodri, De Bruyne, and whoever the fuck else City wants to play there, yeah, I'm not to... feeling good about that at yeah. all. When is Madison slated to come back? Do we know? I don't know. Mob said uh, soon. I keep, I keep hearing that it's, like, imminent. Like, he wants to – he's another one who wants to get in, who wants to be back and is, like, pushing to make his return. Um, there's suggestion that he could be back for FA Cup, but, you know, well, I guess only time will tell, right? But it is – It's like, that's 12 days away, right? Like, to your point, Steve, there's no weekend game for us this week, correct? The uh, FA Cup is no, the 26th. No, it's just the 26th, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then so we have a game five days later. Yeah, so we got that going for us. We do, yes. We do, indeed. Doesn't make it any easier. Um, no, sir. How about you? But Mike? you know, a lot can happen in twelve days. We'll just have to, you know, wait and see. I I do feel like I I don't know. This is this is a game that could go either way. Really, like I, I I'm not entirely worried about De Bruyne. I am, but at the same time, I know that uh, especially over the last few games with all of the uh, shit that Spurs have gone through with illnesses and injuries and suspensions and players playing out of position and, you know, being asked to come, come back in sooner than maybe they should, you know, like, like I said earlier, there's a lot of character on the team and I have belief in them in a way that like, if this was, you know, Conte ball going into city with the injuries and illnesses, I Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, De Bruyne coming back is just going to spell doom. But now I I truly believe we can compete. And especially because we've been, you know, City sort of bogey team for a little while now. I'm I'm really hopeful that we can get the results and advance in the uh, in the cup. But, you know, it's like we've been saying, you know, <clears throat> if you want to win the cup, you got to beat the best at some points. You know, might as well just do it now and get it out of the way with or get knocked out now and then one less thing for us to worry about we can focus solely on league dominance i don't think it, i don't think it would 
in any by any stretch of the imagination, it would be good if we got knocked out. I think no, I'm not saying it would. I'm just saying if you know, if you're going to play City, I and think it's, it's not a, gonna be in the final. It's a big fucking deal if we do get knocked out. And and I think and I think even with De Bruyne back and, and it makes them a lot more dangerous, I think that um and I don't want to push Madison back any quicker than he should be back. Um, Footmob actually now says a few days. Um, so I really think that uh, I, I really think that if Madison is back for that match, um, Van de Ven is back in um, getting healthier and healthier. Uh, we have Timo with a few more, uh, you know, training sessions under his belt. Uh uh, we didn't even speak about the Romanian dragon. Um, you know, Paul Dragu. He, he actually played pretty well for his little brief cameo. Um, he did have a, a, a header clearance, um, which which is part of his game because he played in that in that system in Italy where they're kind of like pack the box, park the bus type of a. Hold on, the mic. Hold on, you're going on a bird walk. I want you to go back to. You said it's a really big deal if we get knocked out. I want you to talk more about that. No, this is my point. I'm making I'm making my point. It's just I'm taking I'm taking a long walk around. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Well, come back to the house, man. <laughs> it's so, fucking no, 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 let's move it. So the point that no, no, I guess the point is is that we have all these players that that are able to get the job done and should be able to get the job done. And whether De Bruyne is back or not, I think Spurs ha- have are in a unique position where, where we're going to have all of our, all of our big players healthy. Um, so do we push Madison back or not? So th- that's the question, I guess. But if we do lose, I think it really puts a dent in the, into the mentality of some of the players, players that are left here. Um, it depends on the manner of the loss. Okay. Like if they if it's yeah. if it's a fucking scorcher of a game, everybody's playing their hearts out, and it's just an unlucky loss. Like it's a three-two loss, right? I, I think like they could hold their hands if we get completely blown out. Then absolutely, you got to question the mentality. But I don't think if they if they fight and it just doesn't happen for whatever reason, we hit the crossbar <clears throat> thirty times, just can't get it in. Like it's gonna as throw, long as they fight, that is gonna throw some. I I still think that whether it's a close loss or it's a blowout, it's going to throw some doubt into people's heads. And it's not just going to be who, who? it's going to be, the, it's going to be the talking heads and it's going to, and it might, so actually, they don't play for Spurs and it might actually, it doesn't matter. It might actually, that stuff gets back to the players. You don't think that shit affects the players when they, when they lose a game like that, when they, when, well, when talking heads the, talk against Spurs all the freaking time. So, I mean, it's just, but do you, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm saying when they lose a game like that, when they like lose they a game that they that they feel can they can win, or is easily winnable, especially being at home, especially the fact that that Spurs have have had their number for years and years, perhaps never won it at the stadium. Like these are the things that can that can get into a player's mind. I think it would be a big deal. I really do. This is this is the team that can actually go out. And and make a run into the cup, and I think they can win it. But they have to they have to be able to win this game, and and it's not like 
they're going to have that that easy path. They're not playing a bunch of fucking League Two teams or National League teams like some other Premier League teams get to do. You know, yeah. I, here's, here's and this is a, this is a tournament that is a, that is a. It's not just we don't. You're dismissing all of it because we're Americans watching this game. Wrong. Totally wrong. We are totally wrong. Well, yeah, yeah we that is true. We are Americans watching this game, but no, but we're dismissing it because of that. But here, here's my here's my take, Mike, and and do with this what you will. I hope we can agree that when players are out for a long period of time, it's more common that they come back rusty and struggling a little bit than firing on all, on all cylinders. So let's prepare for that. Even if Madison plays, we saw with Vandeven, right? Committed a couple boners, but then cramped up at the back end and, and was, was struggling and, and needed to be replaced. We, I I'm excited about Dragason, but I, you know, he's, he's new to the prem. He's played 12 minutes. I think, you know, in a Premier League match, like we can't say that he's going to be ready to make a significant impact. I think if, if we're going to beat somebody, away. it's going to be Man City. It is two weeks away, but it's not game. Those aren't. There's no games there. They're not playing full scrimmages in practice where they're they're going a full ninety plus and burning the crap out of guys. You know. So to me, it's it's a classic case of even if we crash out, and I don't want that to happen. I'd love to see us us win a cup. That'd be that'd be cool. And and I am an American watching watching this, but. If we don't have the burden with the thin <clears throat> squad we have, unless we're going to pick up Gallagher, pick up Phillips, like get some more midfield backup, we're still missing our AFCON guys. We're still missing Sonny. Like with these guys who are gone, if we lose and don't have the obligation of continuing to play in the cup, it's just more time for people to recuperate and be ready for, for weekend matches. That's yeah, my take the, on the whole thing. That's the problem. That's the problem with Tottenham Hotspur over the years is we, is that we and they allow these, these excuses to creep in. To creep in and it and it and it changes. But if you're making excuses, the Man City and a thin squad are two pretty damn good excuses. We always <laughs> say that shit, though. We but, always but, say that but, shit. But Mike, oh well, we got that guys same, that are injured. Oh not, well, it was Man City. World, Mike. Oh, not, it's you know, it, it's just it's at, a different at, world at now. Some point, it's a different at world. At some point, the excuses have to stop, and that if shit I can creeps it. and that shit creeps into the locker rooms. And you think Ange is going to let that? Oh, happen? it's going to be fine because now, now we can focus on this. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with that anymore. And I think, and I think that the, the, the players feel the same way. They that shit that shit can creep into the locker room. So, but if the players feel the same way and they're not okay with it anymore, that's going to motivate them. It's not going to, it's not going to depress them. Maybe it will. It maybe shouldn't. it won't. Maybe it. You never know. You don't know what's going to happen. And if it depresses them, maybe we don't want. But it. the other thing is, is like we're just a couple of we're just a couple of fucking schmoes sitting here talking on the internet. You know, we don't know what the fuck is going on. But I think it is a big deal. I think it is a big deal if they don't try if they don't make a run at this. They just got they just got dealt Man City versus fucking you know Bristol Bristol City Vermont Green FC. Whoever takes on Vermont Green FC is going to have a real fucking problem in the U.S. Open Cup. Speaking of the word green, you guys see... Um, Especially Troy if they have to play here in March. You see Troy Deeney, who I always like Troy Deeney. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's coaching <clears throat> or managing Forest Green Rovers now. Have you guys seen that? League 2. Is he really? And, yeah, and uh, like he's just he's just dragging his players. Like They've gone out and lost games repeatedly, and he's just basically saying everybody sucks. It's 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 rather interesting. They do fucking suck. Worth worth looking up. They're gonna get they're gonna get relegated into they're gonna be out of the league. They're like the yeah they are, and that's 
do they, do they go to National League? They'll go to League National too? League. Yeah, they're Ooh, they're gonna rough. go to they're gonna be Wrexham. Yeah, that's really rough. And, they're and, like and, the, they're and, like philosophically they're the Vermont Green of of yeah. Uh, that's like that's a big football, deal, right? They're, yeah. The the other thing is that they're also fully vegan. Fully. Yeah. Even like all the food served at the stadium and everything. Yep. Oh, that's everything. that's really interesting. That explains the relegation. They're, and they're, yeah, the, no the new stadium they're that they're Jeez. proposing to It'll... build is like a hundred percent renewable. Like everything. That's cool. I, I'm, I'm I like I like I like the mission and I like the I like all of uh, all of that that goes into it. But at, at a point, like sometimes you need a little chicken. Let's just be honest. You know, Fuck I man, heard you need some chicken. <laughs> I heard that stadium they want to build is actually made of those compostable straws. That's where they put them. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, reduce, reuse, recycle. They're gonna take they don't, those they, they don't, straws they don't and build put a stadium. Them there. They, they, when you when you get those when you get those compostable straws, they compost before you finish your fucking. That's drink. true. Yeah, they they saturate. I, I can. <laughs> yeah, say so let's hope firsthand. it doesn't rain in England. I was in the I was in the car yesterday. You're drinking before. little tiny bits of cardboard. I was in the car yesterday. I picked up a. Uh, actually, had to had to take. Nate, our son, up to up to Burlington, back to school. So I, I the timing didn't work out. I wasn't able to stop by the 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 watch session, but stopped at the uh, McDonald's in South No Burger King in South Burlington. Picked up a large diet coke because every once in a while a fountain drink diet coke tastes good. I'm gonna say it for the internet. We're looking for sponsorship for uh, for soda. If anybody uh, with the Coke company wants to join us with that, but no lie, by the time I, I'm in Middlebury, which is like less than an hour away, I'm drinking out of like a mushy cardboard mess that is actually cutting off the uh the flow of poisonous soda to my body there's nothing wrong with poisonous soda david it, it does taste really good when it's cold and, and as soon as you taste. got home you found a sea turtle and you punched it to death right it did right yeah just damn out right. of spite how does that one fucking sea turtle find that goddamn one plastic straw to go straight up its nose <laughs> I, I think there was only one sea turtle that's ever happened. straws that's what i would say yeah sea turtles, there's right? only one sea turtle that that's ever happened to right and frankly it's only <laughs> and now there's a whole campaign by it yeah, ruined it for the rest of us i i yeah. have another one of those beers <laughs> beers <laughs> very good boys what else we want to talk about uh i guess we're getting to closing thoughts actually when i look at the time and where where we are how about we uh i can't wait to listen to this back thoughts. and hear my nonsense rant Oh, you're good. This is the just this is sober January, al- Mike. A- 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 alcohol. Mike, but I've been asking you multiple times since we're closing thoughts. I think it's time that you share whatever joke you've had on your mind. Our, our listeners deserve it. Um, or was your joke saying that you were going to be mad if we crashed out of the FA Cup? Was was that your joke? Is that what you were? You're ah, joke. JK, guys. You're a joke, Dave. Thank no, you. No, I'm the joke. Um, We've established that. Okay. <sighs> you're not going to like this. I'm going to love it. You can't tell me what to do. So you're not my real dad. There, yeah, there, there are two, there are two Egyptians and they're sitting there. Oh you know. God, we're going to get canceled. Jeez, man. They're, you're going, you're going racial like ethnic yeah. groups already. Yeah. They're, are they in so a bar? Is there, is no, there they're, they're, building, they're building the, they're building the pyramids, the pyramids. you know, in the hot sun, they're sitting there. Was they got the their, their one, their one water break. And I thought built, aliens built, built the pyramids. Are you going to let me tell this fucking joke? Sorry. Steve and I were talking. I'm sorry. All right, back back to you. Two Egyptians building pyramids, hot sun, time for a water break. Right. So they're sitting there and they both fart at the same time. One guy looks at the other and says, Looks like we have a toot in common. That's 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 a joke, Mike. That's a joke. Well done. 
Yeah. Well, well done, man. <laughs> what else God you got? Damn for it. Like, like, yeah, the buildup for that. Like, and you got all the, <laughs> the fucking ruin it almost. <laughs> well, I have I have said the F word more than my share of times. So we'll put a nickel in the jar. <laughs> put a five dollar bill in the jar. The wicked Spursy swear jar. <laughs> the virtual swear jar. That's how we pay for the wicked Spursy barbecue. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. What else you got, Mike? Closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Um, I do think FA Cup's a big deal. I think it's a. This is the year to do it. Um, I think that uh, going forward, um, we got a lot of guys coming back. I think it's going to be an exciting time, and I think that. Uh, I think that we do beat Man City, and I think that we beat them two to one. Um, and I think we we finally have the last of the bees that we're taking care of, right? Uh, Brentford after that, um, at home. So, you know, the future's looking up. Guys are coming back, even though we do have guys away at Afcon. We have guys away. We have Sonny gone to the Asia Cup, get getting his ankles kicked out for from underneath him. I think that. I think that we're going to be in good shape going forward. Um, everybody's going to be healthy and firing. Manor Solomon is going to come back. He's a little dribbly boy. Um, you just had you couldn't let that go. No, I can't. Um, we're going to have cover. We're going to have cover all over the place. And I think and I think that we get through. We get through January. We keep ha- we keep having to say it, don't we? Let's just get through this month, and we're going to be great. Let's just get through this month. We're going to be great. People get keep getting hurt. Um, chance chance that Phillips comes in. Um, I th- I I think there's more of a chance that Phillips comes in than Gallagher. Um, I don't think Gallagher really wants to come here. If that's not the case, you know, more power to us for having him. Um, I think squad depth's a, a a real a real big thing going forward, and. I'm just excited to see what happens next. Um, I was pleased with the game this week, especially playing because let's face it, Old Trafford's not an easy place to play ever, no matter how bad that fucking team is over there um, or how much of trouble they're in. Um, And the fact that we're able to do it with the squad that we had and that midfield that we had, man, things are looking up. Things are looking up. But I will reiterate, it is not okay if if we go down in the FA Cup. Like, I'd rather go out like a lion than a lamb. Okay, let's just say that. Or would you rather we go down, down in an earlier round? No. It's never okay. We're being like a lion. It's never okay to, to, to lose a game. And I'm done with I'm done with that mentality. What if what if if losing that game? I'm done with the mentality. What if our losing a game somehow results in Arsenal getting relegated? Is it okay to lose that game? Yeah. There we go. There we go. As long as Arsenal gets relegated. See, we found common ground. That's all. As long as Arsenal gets relegated at the end of it. Steve, how about how about you? What are your closing thoughts? Thanks for sharing yours, Mike. What do you got? Steve? Uh, my closing thoughts involve a very pointed rant at a very specific group of people. Ooh, okay, um, here we go. Oh, so and I, I was going to get us canceled. I don't, don't think we're going to get canceled. Don't know who's this. going after here. I'm curious. I, Let's hear it. I am going after creepy white dudes who comment on and women's children. Instagram posts 
the most asinine bullshit like what? you know so so here's the thing first of all those last... guys those guys don't have the capacity to cancel so let's just exactly that. i'm not exactly not so i think that. we're in the clear here but over the last couple of days what i've noticed with some of my uh women friends you know you'll get a you know they'll share a post uh you know maybe it's a, a workout post from the gym or, or you know something some image of themselves enjoying an activity and there's always some dude who has to make it creepy or sexual or like just it's it's harassment is what it is without fail and i i got to talking to uh quite a number of them because it was something that i just started to notice like a lot more this week than i ever really had before and maybe i just wasn't paying attention uh because all of them pretty much said yeah that that just happens like we're used to it and that just doesn't sit well with me you know like we're used to the harassment shouldn't be an excuse to just let it be um so you know i'm i'm sort of pu putting this out as almost like a rallying cry right to all the other dudes out there who don't routinely sexually harass and objectify women if you see that happening in your own social circles call that shit out that is not acceptable if you got a buddy who thinks it's okay uh, to make a pass at a waitress or something or, you know, whatever it might be, fucking tell them that is not good. That's not cool. It's not acceptable. And to fucking change their attitude. It's, you know, fucking 2024 and we're still having these people behave like, uh, you know, fucking. It just drives me nuts. It drives me so nuts that we can't be in a in a place as a society with how advanced and how interconnected we all are thanks to technology that we just have these stupid you know barbaric neanderthal mindsets that for some reason society continues to forgive because you know boys will be boys or whatever the fucking excuse is and and I'm just sick of it i want us to get better as a society, I want us to hold each other accountable. If we're using words, if we're going after people and it's making them uncomfortable, look, I, and somebody's going to call me a snowflake and I don't give a shit, right? If you make somebody uncomfortable with your words and they tell you, hey, you know what? I'm not comfortable with that. Could you please stop? And you keep doing it. You're a fucking asshole. You know, it's not be, me being a snowflake. It's you being an asshole. Um, so that's where I want to, to close things out with. Because uh, it's just incredibly frustrating. Like, it's not something I have to deal with as a man. But, you know, if other men are going to listen to this show, which I have to imagine is most of our demographic, hopefully somebody out there is like, you know what? My my buddy fucking Chad is a complete douchebag to women. Maybe I should tell him to knock it off. Like, please do that. Because Steve has a buddy named Chad. I love that. I used to work with a guy named Chad. And he was actually a really nice dude. Um, I was going to say, Steve, if, if, if your name's Chad, you're probably a douchebag. <laughs> uh, that's what i thought when they you probably him. you probably wear pastel pastel uh eyes out shirts and you pop the collar dude ain't nothing wrong with that but yeah you maybe tie a sweater around your don't head. hate on the 80s preppy <laughs> steve but I, I i have some interesting thoughts on what you just said and i i actually agree with everything you said and i have a butt to it um, because days yeah, gets objectified mind. on a daily basis <laughs> Just, I'm just used to being catcalled. It just happens, you know. I just, I just have to. Suck Don't it let up. it but happen, Dave. No, like it's just, it's, it's really interesting to me just to kind of think about like why things happen, you know. And and so I'm, I, I cast no judgment at all here, and I hope that as I describe my thoughts, I. I don't come across as a cancel worthy douchebag, um, as you have just uh, attributed, um, 
there are but, people deserving of cancellation. He... No, here's the thing, you know, like I, I I'm of the firm belief, like you guys know, I don't do a lot of social media. I, I poke around Twitter for news. Um, I stay off Facebook, don't even have an account. Um, just signed up for Instagram the other day so that I could see the uh the notification that my son put out about his wedding that's gonna occur next summer, right? Like that that's where I am when it comes to social media. I don't have value for it, I don't care about what people think about stuff and i don't Boomer. care about how they feel about <laughs> about mine um about my thoughts you know that said like way back in the day pre-social media like let's go to the 70s and 80s when the, when it didn't exist if if a woman walked down the street and was subjected to cat calls and harassment and hey mama you know like all the that woman would stop walking down that street and and i'm not saying that that woman shouldn't I'm not saying that women should have to stop walking down that street, but they would take that action to kind of avoid that, that dilemma and protect themselves. And the interesting thing to me is in this, in a social media world, even when there's that harassment, when there's that threat, when there's that discomfort, people still go back there, right? Like, like you don't have to post your workout video. You don't have to share what you did in the gym while you're wearing, you know, your, your gym clothes that is going to cause douchebags to say stupid things online. Now it's totally wrong that the douchebags say it, but we also know that behavior a can result in behavior b and like that's what's interesting to me is the reward the reward process for social media engagement is high enough that people are willing to be like well that's just how it is and they're willing to put up with it as opposed to picking a different street to go down and i realize like that's a complicated weird statement i'm making but no like, but you know it, you know it's, Dave, it's it, interesting it does like i get what you're saying too and and part of the reason that i i'm leaving this as my closing thoughts is because i'm i'm sort of sick of the well just go down another street if they're gonna cat call you like it, it boils right. down to just us not even in an online presence but in in reality as well you know the number of times that you hear oh well boys will be boys or um you know when i was coaching uh and i would let the kids pick their teams if i had uh you know a a, a boy captain and a girl captain boys always picked all boys like that's that's sure. just the way it was sure yeah and yeah, i yeah. i asked him you know you know what's the deal you know you're picking worse players frankly because uh, they're dudes exactly yeah and that's sort of the mindset that i really think we need to start pushing people away from because there's a lot of nuance these days and, and frankly there's a lot of nuance in the 70s and 80s too it's just there was nobody to say hey stop fucking catcalling these people you're yeah. a fucking pervert like right Right. So here's me telling you the online douchebags who think it's okay. You're a fucking pervert. Cut it out. Go outside. Touch some grass. Hug a tree. Whatever you got to do. Um, but yeah, there it is. Hey, appreciate it. Love you, Steve. Good stuff. You too, Dave. And the cat calls didn't get the attention that they do in social media, right? There's not as many eyes on it. There weren't as many ears on it. So it's a it's a different uh, it's a different environment altogether. Indeed. But yeah. Well done. All right, boys. This has been Wicked Spursy. Nice job this week. We uh Thanks. we're ready to say goodbye to our our loving and loyal listeners. Uh, Steve, if if you were gonna make a final comment to people, what would you say? Boys, 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 boys. And fittingly enough, don't be an asshole. An asshole, perfect. Um, in any way, shape, or form, Michael. Uh, what kind of advice as a uh, person who barely held on to? 10% of his digits this past week. What kind of advice would you give people? If you're cleaning out your fucking fishbowl, a glass, anything like that, you know, you got to just watch out, really pay attention to what you're doing and be safe. 
Don't drop the fishbowl, right? Don't drop the fishbowl. Don't drop the fishbowl. And um, is there one final thing you'd share? Yeah. Tottenham Hotspur action. It's fantastic. And if we lose Man City, it's the end of the world. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha